Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris, and once again, due to circumstances beyond our control, Lindsay is unable to join me this week. I considered not doing an episode at all, but I feel a strong need to give a rebuttal to last week's fireside chat. Firstly, let me say thank you again to those who listened and reached out. You know who you are, and I truly cannot express enough in words how much it meant to me to hear from you. Your warmth, your kindness, it, uh, it was a refuge that I found myself seeking multiple days last week. But these difficult times come and go, as with everything we face in the wake of this sometimes debilitating mental affliction. I've gone another week, another long week, feeling not quite so hopeless as I had been. What has changed, though? For starters, I've had wonderful things said to me about me from work and my personal life from a multitude of different sources. I have felt proud and loved, respected and admired, and I have felt incredibly grateful for all of these things. Things that would be evidence enough that I am not deserving of the hatred I possess for myself were it not for the whole self-hatred thing. Which brings me to the crux of tonight's fireside chat. Self-loathing. Self-hatred. Those of us who practice this mental self-flagellation, it becomes something of a bizarre anti-crutch. Salt in the wound. Sometimes an extra twist on an already broken bone. It is the description of Dr. Robert Firestone, a clinical psychologist and expert on the negative thought process, that describes ourselves as being of two parts. One being the real self, a part of us that is accepting and goal-oriented and very kind to ourselves. The other being the anti-self. This is the critical inner voice, full of self-hatred and denial, as well as paranoia. It's the voice that says, go ahead, you deserve that, it's been a rough day and then later makes you feel shit about it. Knowing about its existence, it paints a picture of what we do to ourselves. It does not, however, explain the why that so many of us want. We want to know why we feel the way we do. Sometimes there are simple answers derived from our difficult childhoods or abusive, toxic relationships we've been in. Sometimes there's far more to figure out than just that. Not to say that that's a small thing to glance over, but simply to say that we are all complicated individuals. We are different puzzle pieces, all scattered across the winds, and we have the unique opportunity to be both our own heroes, as well as our own villains. However, we are not fighting villains that twirl mustaches, have horns, and laugh maniacally. We're fighting the villains that we have created to do ourselves harm. They are not always weakened by our awareness of them. 
but that awareness is the first step we take in the path to recovery, in the path to healing. And healing, of course, can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. We are not all needing the same medicine, as there is no true panacea for curing what ails us all. What helps one person may very well be detrimental for another. As such, we seek many, many different avenues in our never-ending quest to quote-unquote, get better. I've tried many different things myself, and I will, of course, continue to try things. For now, some of the things I've needed, I've gotten. I've closed a few wounds this last week, and I hope truly to close a number more this next week. I look through our Instagram fairly often, and I find people. Wonderful people. Beautiful people. People trying to live their lives in the manner that lets them put one metaphysical foot in front of the other. I see people who have been struck by tragedy, or given some of the worst cards that life can deal, or people who have finally found the happiness they so rightly deserve after years and years of torment. Thinking on them, speaking with them, laughing or crying with them. It eradicates some of the self-hate that echoes through my mind. It weakens the anti-self. It replaces it with knowledge. Genuine knowledge. That you wonderful people are out there. And that we are all in this together. We have all fought on battlefields that no other will see, but everyone knows. I struggle. Lindsay struggles. You listening, I'm sure you have struggled as well. But we do it together, and we fight on. You listening, I do not know you. I do not know what you've been through. And I don't know where life will take you. Nobody knows that last bit. However, one of our listeners sent me a wonderful verse from the author Jeff Foster. And I feel it needs to be shared with more than just myself. Now, friend, I sit with you. Still. Present. Here. I see your fear your exquisite brokenness, your yearning heart, and I bow to these gifts, these strengths of yours. I trust your ability to meet yourself. I have lost all interest in fixing you. I don't know how to help you. But in your helplessness, a fire of healing, I cannot fix you, no, but I can love you as much as I love myself, which is a lot. Thank you all for listening, and as always, don't tell us to just get over it. <laughs>